0: Thank you to the worship team for leading us in worship this morning. Always good to be gathered together with brothers and sisters in Christ and to be led into the presence of the Lord through worship, through song. And it's a, it there's a blessing this morning. Today as we begin looking at our third vision at unity, I want us to think about the idea of unity, not uniformity. That in ways... Uh, that for us as a body of Christ, we value unity. It's one of our uh, priorities, it's one of our visions to develop unity within us as a body of Christ. But we don't want that to be confused with uniformity. That everything, everybody becomes the same. Everybody looks the same. So we want to think about unity, but we also want to think about it in the context that it is not also, uniformity, where everything is the same. We can define, as we think about unity, we can define it as oneness. Our word unity comes from a Latin root, unus, which is the number one. And there are many forms of that word as we think about it in, in as it comes across into English. Uh, words like unit, unity, united, unification, we all have that. And the root of that all goes back to the Latin word for one. Just Carrying that idea of oneness, that number one, and so this is what we are thinking about uh, this month in March, the idea of unity and how we are all uh, united, how God wants us to be united, but again i don't want us to be thinking about it that God also wants us to be all the same we don't want to be uh, uni- we don't want to be uniform, we don't want uniformity, but we want that unity. I know myself, like many uh, of you uh, here, went to high school outside of Canada. Maybe not many, but a few of you. And some of you even who went to high school here had to wear a uniform. So I had to wear a uniform uh, when I was going to school. And there were lots of reasons for it that they, that they gave for wearing a uniform. But I think was, one was to instill a sense of belonging or of being part of that community in that school a sense of identity of identifying yourself with that school that didn't really work very well for me in my school it was just something that we put on on the outside we didn't there was uniformity that we all looked the same and just uh, just uh uh there we go um that's that's me in my second form class. Now that I see that, I'm not sure it was a wise idea. <laughs> to show that. I think... I don't think... Okay. No, I'm moving on. <laughs> that looked better on the little screen when I put it together on my computer than it did up on the screen behind me there. Anyway, you, you got the idea. We all looked the same. We had the same... We wore gray pants, white shirt, the school tie... The girls all wore the same dress. You know, you guys know what a uniform is, right? It didn't make us. It didn't make us. It didn't unite us. It made us all look the same, but it didn't. We were a diverse bunch of students. There were academics. There were those who, uh, who were athletic. There were some who were short. Some who were tall. Some were uh, misbehaved. And some were well-behaved. Some despised the school and all that it stood for. And some just loved being there. There was no unity, even though on the outside we all looked the same. A friend of mine that I reconnected with from high school, uh, and I reconnected with him fairly recently, uh, he described it as the dubious wonders of Cumberland High School. And that was sort of how I felt about it, too. There were good things and there were bad things. The point is that putting on the uniform, again that word, uh, unity uni and one uh, did not bring that unity. The uniformity did not bring that uh, uh, that unity that they were looking at. So, for us as a church, I want to suggest that we are looking for unity. We want to have unity, that oneness as a church, but we're not looking for uniformity. And so, we want to, at the same time as we are encouraging unity. Also, be looking for diversity.
1: There's a video
0: here that helps to illustrate uh, that idea of uniformity really not helping sometimes. If we could play that video. So you see when he played the piano and it was all the same keys, there was uniformity, but it really didn't help. It didn't make the music any better. In fact, it was, it was worse. So where do we get the ideas of unity, not uniformity, from? First, our theme verse for this, um, for this vision is Ephesians chapter 4, verse 3. And in that, it says, Paul writes and he says, make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. Interesting here, he says, make every effort. Unity does not come naturally to us. Unity does not come naturally. This idea of unity and peace, that it's there, but we have to make every effort for it. Going down a, a different direction here. The second law of thermodynamics states the entropy of an isolated system not in equilibrium will tend to increase over time, approaching a maximum value at equilibrium. See what happens when an engineer starts to preach. You end up with a little lesson on the second law of thermodynamics. How many? How, does this mean anything to anybody out there? Who, do, who, who does it mean something to? A few. A f- a few people. Okay, there's there's a, there's a few people. Okay, it does mean something. Okay, a simpler version of it is this: the entropy of the universe tends to a maximum. Okay, still probably doesn't mean much to anybody. How about this one? Systems move towards disorder. And of course, as you as you dumb down the definition of it, it you lose a little precision in it. But that's kind of what it's saying. Anybody have a, a teenager? No. Uh, uh, does, does their room tend towards order or disorder? It, it moves towards disorder, right? That's what happens. Even in your house, if you, don't, if you aren't cleaning it up, it tends to disorder. Uh, and that's what the second law of thermodynamics is, is saying. And you have to do something. You have to put some work into the system to bring it, to bring order. And you see the idea there with unity. You have to put some work into it for it to move towards unity. And that's true in our society in general that we have to put work into it to see that it moves towards um, towards unity. And so, if there isn't some work put into even a system, even a community, it will move towards Disorder. You see that in countries around the world where if there isn't effort to put into peace and unity, the country uh, starts to break down and we move into disorder and chaos. And so we need to do that. We need to work towards that unity. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit. Interesting also, Paul uh, says... Rome, er, in Ephesians chapter four, verse three, make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit. So it seems that at one point that unity of the Spirit was there, and that we need to keep that up. And so you say, well, when was it? When was that unity created? And in uh, Ephesians chapter two, verse fourteen and fifteen, if we can get there, well. It's We'll keep trying. There we go. Uh, what's happening here? Okay, there we go. Ephesians two fourteen and fifteen. Uh, Paul is talking uh, still to the church at Ephesus, and he says, "For he himself is our peace, who has made the two groups one, and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, by setting aside in his flesh the law and its commands and regulations." His purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of two, thus making peace. Christ created that peace when he brought that division between Jew and Gentile down, when he destroyed that, what he calls, what Paul here calls, that dividing wall of hostility between Jews and Gentiles. And Jesus came and he breaks that down and he brings peace into those two groups. And then we need to keep that peace. That was created. That peace was initiated 2,000 years ago by Jesus Christ Himself. And then we need to keep that up. That's part of the role of the Spirit and part of our work here in the world today is to keep that peace that Jesus created so many years ago. He, he brought those two groups together. So that's... What we need to do—that's what we're to do—is to build up that peace when it breaks down. To build it back up when it breaks down. When we see that peace starting to uh, to crumble, we need to work to build it back up. It's a—and it's the work of the Spirit is there too. The Holy Spirit is there helping us. It's a unity that comes as we work, as we work in the power of the Spirit to build up that uh, peace. That unity. Still, when we look at the body of Christ, what we see is not uh, is diversity, not uniformity. We're not all the same. We're not uh, we're we're not uh, all the same people. We don't have the same personalities. And I've been privileged to be in church services in many different places around the world. And you see, you go to these places and you see uh, church services in different languages, with different cultures, uh, different clothing. Uh, different styles of worship, and yet you have a sense in those times that you are worshiping together. Even if you don't understand the language, even if you don't fit in culturally, even if you're not wearing the right clothes, you come together in a church and you have a sense that you are worshiping God. Even if you don't really understand what's going on, you, you you, you understand a group of people sitting together, singing songs, you can know when people are praying, when they're opening their Bibles, when they're giving, when they're listening to God's word being preached, you you know what's happening and you feel a, a unity with them, even though you're not the same as them. And that's a, that's a wonderful blessing when you have that, when you have that experience to be able to experience that and to be able to sit with brothers and sisters and worship together in unity and yet at the same time. Uh, it's, there's diversity there, and so Jesus has broken down that barrier of distinction, as we as we see here in, in in Ephesians chapter two between Jews and Gentiles, and that's in in that day that was everybody in the world. You were either a Jew or a Gentile. There was no third option. Uh, you were a Jew if you weren't a Jew, you were a Gentile, and that's the the dividing wall that Christ brings down. And, and he goes on in Ephesians chapter two, verse eighteen. He, Paul also says, as, as still talking about this unity that they have in breaking down this wall, uh, this dividing wall of hostility. He says in Ephesians two eighteen, uh, for through him, through Jesus, we both have access to the Father by one. There's that word one, that unity. One Spirit unites us. We have access to the Father through that one Spirit that lives in each one of us. And Paul also says in Romans chapter 12, verse 18, he says, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. So there is us. Live, trying to live at peace with everyone. Working towards that. Working with the power of the Spirit towards peace. Trying to be peacemakers in the community that God has put us in, giving us that responsibility. And so we have, or we should have, or we should be working towards the building up of unity and peace together in the body of Christ. For us, I think this is a, a particularly... Um, relevant idea. As we look back, those of you who have been around BCBC for a little while know that there has not been peace and unity here. And so I think this is the right time for us to say no. We're going to talk about this. We're going to look at this. We're going to see what we need to do to bring that unity. But then there's diversity. Diversity in that unity, as I've said, too. It doesn't mean that we're all the same. So where do we find that unity? Or where do we find that diversity? Uh, because that diversity comes uh, from that same Spirit that lives in all of us. And one place that we see it is in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 4-11. to 11. And this is where we see some of this diversity. There's other places that we can go and see this diversity of spiritual gifts that God has given. But here's the main one in 1 Corinthians chapter um, 12, verses 4 to 11. And so Paul writes and he says, There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. The interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same Spirit as He distributes them to each one just as He determines. This is a familiar passage to many of us as we talk about spiritual gifts. And I don't want to go down and start talking about the spiritual gifts in particular. uh, But more to look at the general principles behind those spiritual gifts. To see that diversity to welcome that diversity that we have in the unity that we also have in the spirit, and so the uh, if you're if you're really curious more about spiritual gifts, you can you can Google it and and learn something from it. There's also a link in your bulletin if you're interested in doing a little survey to find your spiritual gifts. If you're not sure what we're talking about, you can go and and find that yourself. Uh, and just do a little test. It'll probably take you a little while. ask a, I think the, the, one, the link in the bulletin, it's got about 120 questions. And then at the end of it, it will uh, give you uh, an idea of what your gifts are. Uh, so you can, uh, you can go that way and see if you can find it. If you do know your gifts, great. If you don't, that's your homework for this week is to go and discover your spiritual gifts. But I don't want to talk about the gifts in particular of of what they are. You can do that on your own. Figure out what gifts you have or don't have and how you can use those things. But let's look at the other things that Paul has to say about spiritual gifts. So back in the first part of this passage, he says, first of all, verse 4, there are different kinds of gifts. And there we we see the diversity, not uniformity, peace to the work of God in our lives. We see that diversity. There are different kinds of gifts. That's nothing to be afraid of. It's nothing to be uh, ashamed of. It's nothing to be proud of. There are simply different kinds of gifts. God has gifted you in a certain way, according to who you are and to what He wants you to do. He didn't gift you like the, He didn't give you the gifts that He intended for someone else to have. He gave them to you. And God Himself knows you better than you know yourself and He knows exactly the gifts you need. The Spirit who lives in you will gift you according to exactly what you need to be equipped for the work that God has given you. And so we welcome that diversity. We don't uh, want to see that unity all, with all of us having all the same gifts. We value that diversity and we welcome it. And so we, uh, we see that this is, uh, this is what God wants for us. The, the different kinds of gifts. But it's the same Spirit distributing them. And so even in that phrase, in that sentence, he's got those two ideas. That same Spirit, there's the unity. That same Spirit that's living in me is living in you, is living in every believer around the world who has accepted Christ as your, their Savior. That same Spirit is living in each one of them and yet giving us each different gifts. So even within that working of God, we see that unity and diversity. And so he's talking about this uh, spirit this, uh, in, in each one of us. is giving us this gift. These gifts. These spiritual gifts. Verse 5, he says, there are, again, there are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. Again, the same idea. There is diversity. We can all serve in many different ways. There's really, if there's almost no end of the different ways that we can be serving God, using our gifts in different ways, in different places, uh, in different ministries here at VCBC, locally in Vancouver, around the world, using our gifts and abilities in different ways. But it's all the same Lord. Again, you see the idea of unity, but not necessarily uniformity. And why is my PowerPoint running on its own here? did I? <laughs> Oops. Well, that's a, a technical glitch there. And then uh, it goes on, and while well, well, we work to get that uh, get that back for us, um, he goes on. We get there. First Corinthians chapter twelve, uh, verse six. He says there are different kinds of working, but in all of them, and in everyone, it is the same God at work. So again different kinds of working and yet the same God at work in everyone. And so we see again there in in those first in in the first three verses there, verses four, five and six, that idea repeated again and again. There's a unity and yet there's a diversity. You also can see a a Trinitarian reference there if you've been following along uh, in that passage. The same Spirit, the same Lord, the same God. Certainly, Paul had something in mind uh, as he was led by the Spirit to write this down. Uh, Certainly, that's also there for us. That idea of giving us a a picture of the triune God, of the three-in-one God. Father, Spirit, and Son. And here Paul is using those words. The same Spirit distributes them the same Lord you're serving. The same God you're working for. It is one God that we, that we serve. And then in the second part of that passage, he says in verse 7, Now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. That gives us an idea of the purpose. He comes back to the idea of unity, but there is a, there is a unity in purpose here. It is for the common good. These gifts are given to benefit each other, to benefit us as the body of Christ, not to exalt one individual over the other, but for the common good. Our tendency is to exalt certain gifts over others, and to and to think in our minds that, that well, well, these are better gifts than than these ones. That that somehow we uh, we raise certain of these gifts up, and we we put them in in higher places, and we say those who have those gifts and uh, maybe are better. Or we we look at at someone else who has those gifts, and we say I oh, I really like to be that one, uh, and to have that gift instead of being satisfied with the gifts that God has given to us in particular. That was never the intention. The purpose of the gifts is not to exalt one person over the other, but for the common good, to build each other up. So then Paul goes on and he, he gives that list of gifts from verses 8 to, to 10. It's not an exhaustive list, but the, there, there, is a, there is a list there. Uh, there's the, the, the message of wisdom, a message of knowledge, uh, faith, healing, these things different gifts. And that's not all of them, but do you see the emphasis there is on unity in verse 8. He says to one there is given through the Spirit. And then by means of the same Spirit. In verse 9, to another faith by the same Spirit. By the one Spirit. There's all those repetition of unity there in this passage. That as the gifts give us that diversity, not uniformity, There is unity as well because it is that one Spirit. This is clearly a function of the Holy Spirit in our lives. To understand uh, that it is the Spirit that's giving us these gifts. And then he ends the passage in verse 11 by saying all these are the work of one and the same Spirit. And he distributes them to each one just as he determines. We don't earn these gifts. We don't Earned them as a reward for a job well done. As I was thinking about this, I kind of was thinking about uh, Boy Scout badges. How many, of you, how many of you were in Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts? And you did a certain uh, set of, of tasks. You completed a certain number of assignments and then you got a badge. And the more badges you got, you know, those were the, the kids that were looked up to. Ooh, you know, look at how many badges you've earned. And, and you, you, but you earned them. You, you earned them. You weren't just given them, but you had to earn them. But here, it's not, these gifts are not determined by what we've done. God doesn't give you a special gift as a reward for good service. After ten years of teaching kids in the Sunday school, He doesn't say, oh, okay, now I'm going to give you uh, the gift of tongues or something like that. It doesn't work like that. It's determined by God Himself, by the Spirit, by the third Person in the Trinity. We can't manipulate the Spirit to give us something that we want. But it's all a work of God. And there's the unity part of it again. It's from God. It's by God. And it's God deciding and God determining these things. And so we see there, we see in all of this, we see unity, not uniformity. We have diverse gifts given by one Spirit, by one and the same Spirit that builds up the body of Christ, that equips the body of Christ for what we are to do, for reaching out to the world, for reaching out to our neighbors, to serving God in the many ways that we can serve God. The unity comes as we work together, joined together by God's Spirit, empowered by God's Spirit. As we work together for one purpose, to build His church and to glorify His name, we use the diverse gifts that God has given us. But we need to have that unity. It was never God's intention to gift an individual Christian and sit them out on their own and doing their own thing on their own. But He intended us to be in community in living together with other brothers and sisters, and working to build that unity, to build each other up, to draw each other closer together, to show that unity of the Spirit. And then we serve God together in all the different ways that we can. And there's a, a beauty in that. There's a beauty in seeing the diversity that God has created amongst His people. There's a beauty in seeing the the diversity of gifts being used to build each other up. And just like that video of the guy playing the piano, if we all are just playing one note, it doesn't really make a beautiful music. It's when we're all playing different notes, but we're playing together from the same sheet of music so that it all comes together and it makes a beautiful uh, noise to our ears, to the world's ears, to God's ears, as we are diverse using that diversity uh, and using the gifts that God has given us to build up unity. So as we look at this and think about unity, how do we do that? I think there's three things. First of all, we need to build the unity to to keep that in mind. That as much as it is up to us, we need to build unity. Do you know if there's... Is there some disunity that you can work to help resolve? Are you causing it? Are you part of that problem that you need to look and say, I need to stop. I need to stop doing this. This is not building unity. This is building division. Is there something that we need to do to stop? Or is there something we can do, a situation that uh, we know of, but we've been afraid to step into. But something we can do to help build the unity. Sometimes we can take simple steps like uh, speaking to someone. And that's what we, we try and do at the beginning of the service a little bit. Speak to someone you don't really know. Say hello to someone that you wouldn't normally say hello to here at church. These little steps are steps we can take to build unity. The second thing we can do is to discover your gifts. If you haven't, uh, if you haven't done that, take the test. Discover your gifts. Find out where am I gifted? Where should I be serving? How can I, uh, how can I serve God? How can I use what God has, uh, has, uh, has given me? Take the tests, or come and talk to me or Pastor Brian, one of the deacons, and we can help you. It's not. Difficult. It's not a scary process at all, but we can help you discover your gifts. And then you need to use your gifts to serve God. Don't let your gifts sit unused. God didn't gift you with with uh, spiritual gifts so that you can sit and, and just enjoy them yourself and not do anything with them. Uh, God didn't give you gifts to sit unused. And so we need to find a, a place where we can Use our gifts. Again, come and talk to one of us in leadership here at the church. We'll find a place for you. Talk to me or Pastor Brian, one of the deacons, one of the ministry team leaders. We featured those ministry teams uh, over the first six weeks of this year. Part of the idea was to see where you might be able to fit in. Is it in the area of prayer or nurturing or worship or children's? Whatever the ministry might be. There you, you, you can be thinking, is that a place where I can use the gifts that God has given me? So, don't let the gifts sit unused. Make sure you're using them to serve God. So we have the idea there of unity. Of unity and diversity. And so as the worship team comes and we'll sing a, a, a song or two in closing here, I wanna I want you to think about that. About how you can be part of a group where together we build unity using the diversity that God has given us. May God bless you this week.